The Pleasure Project with Donna Skogland, day 28. Today is Sunday, that means it is recap time. And it also means that I am more than a third of the way through this 80 day experiment of creating a life that sparks joy. Today I'm recording from Portland, Oregon, where I'm here with my mom and my sister. And we are in the cutest little home exchange house in a, a sweet little neighborhood. So I'm carving out a few minutes to share really what went on this week with my project, with myself, with my self-awareness. So I started the week really noticing that it was feeling too easy. And because I have this belief that things need to be hard for them to be effective, I noticed this urge to challenge myself more. But then I really just stepped back and I reflected on, okay, how is this actually already challenging? How am I being challenged? And can I actually notice that instead of thinking I need to add more? And for me to challenge myself more usually equates with doing more, more action, which this is not what the project is about. It's not about doing more. It's about being more. It's about feeling more. It's about more self-awareness and more intentional thinking. So a few ways that I am being challenged is keeping these daily podcasts really real and personal and not kind of going into my default mode of teaching. It's keeping it front of mind and staying really deliberate and intentional versus going into some of my default patterns and thinking and way of being. And I was thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm expecting things to feel different. And, you know, I'm focusing on pleasure and focusing on my thoughts and feelings. So I was thinking like, what do I expect to be different? Well, it, I'm expecting to feel differently, feel better, like feel more of the joy, more ease, more relaxation. And then I realized, okay, in order for me to feel differently, I actually need to think differently. So I have a list of these desired feelings and they include pleasure, they include calm and relaxation, they include abundance, feeling empowered, feeling embodied, feeling luxurious. So I actually made a plan of thoughts to think in order to create these feelings because our feelings are created by our thoughts. And what happens is we have a thought in our brain and then it creates a rush of biochemicals that move through our body, which we feel as the sensations and vibrations. And so the feelings are the language of the body and the thoughts are the language of the mind. And it's really important to create a coherence between our thoughts and our feelings, meaning when we just think a thought, but it doesn't actually create a feeling, then there's this dissonance. There's this lack of coherence, this lack of integrity of body and mind. So it doesn't, thinking things that we don't really have an emotional reaction to doesn't do anything. It only does something when it creates a feeling that's connected with the thought. This is why when people just chant mantras or affirmations that they don't actually believe, it's not doing anything. We have to believe the thoughts we think. So I really looked 
for thoughts that I are available to me now that I can believe now that create these desired feelings. And I wrote them on a card and I put them on my desk and I, I was reading them every morning and every day and just to anchor in and cultivate on purpose, generate these desired feeling states. So my mom arrived on, what did she arrive? When Tuesday and one of the this week's podcasts, I talked about being triggered by my mom and noticing the instruction manuals I have for her and noticing how me being triggered was me actually wanting her to be different or thinking she should be different or she should be, she should not be the way she is. And so I have really been focusing on letting her be who she is and not trying to change her and being in that unconditional love and acceptance. And I am just noticing how I'm different through this project and just through the work that I've done on myself over the last year, but also many years, it's an accumulation and seeing how I am able to be less reactive. I'm able to stay in that observer place where I can just notice how I'm thinking and feeling based on, you know, her actions, based on who she is. And instead of defaulting into those old ways where I used to get really irritated, I used to just kind of be judgmental and sometimes not very nice. I'm, I'm not doing that, which is, I, I it's nice to see my growth. <laughs> And we've been reading a book. We have a lot of driving. We drove from Kelowna to Vancouver, to Seattle, to Portland. So each leg of that is about three hours, three to four hours. So many hours in the car. And I, we listened to the audiobook Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I, wrote, I read that book many years ago. And it's actually really interesting to read it now, being in a completely different place than I was when I read it for the first time. And how so much of what that book is about is, is what I teach. And it's really just confirming so much for me. And it's also helping me see, like, bring different strands of things together and be able to understand some of the science behind what I teach. And that book, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's about quantum physics and really just changing, creating what you want using your thoughts and feelings. So it's, it's very pertinent to this project. And we're, we still have three hours left of the book. And then the end, he, he gives a guided practice to help you do this. Basically, in order to create what you want, you have to break the habit of being yourself and you have to literally be someone else, be someone different. And it is really, you know, your, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions and your actions create your results. So we can't expect new results with the same line of thinking. We have to completely think and feel differently. And we have habits of thinking and feeling that just become so hardwired and this is what he means when he says breaking the habit of being yourself. And I really do feel like that's so much of what this project is all about. Breaking some of the mental habits I have for, that lead to the stress, the anxiety, the scarcity, the, the pressured way of living, the rushing, all of that, that was pulling me away from pleasure. I also explored this week 
clean versus dirty pleasure, which I've been really just staying observant because in this time with my mom, we're doing a lot of what could sometimes be thought of as dirty pleasure. We're doing a lot of shopping, we're doing a lot of eating, indulging, and what make what is the, the defining thing that makes it dirty versus clean is the motivation behind it. What's driving it? Are you doing it to fill a void, to escape a negative emotion, or are you doing it from a place of already feeling good and enjoying? So I definitely think it's more the latter that we've been exploring, but I am staying very mindful of noticing when sometimes the, the shopping is just, it's too much. And I'm, I really feel like it starts to feel very empty. And I, I notice I'm just being very aware of that and noticing when it's just not fun anymore. And I, and we don't need to keep doing it. And there is a little bit of that kind of addictive dopamine rush that you get from these things. And instead of just trying to feed that, I'm, I'm kind of stepping back and really asking myself, what is true pleasure? What would be clean pleasure right now? So again, progress every single week and really enjoying this experience of creating a life that sparks joy and looking forward to how things unfold in the weeks ahead. Talk to you tomorrow.